0: and welcome to this podcast by the NSPCC Child Protection in Sport Unit. Hi, my name's Mel, and welcome to this episode about DBS checks in sport. I'm joined here today by two representatives from the Disclosure and Barring Service, Linda and Helen, and I'm also being helped out by my colleague Leanne from the CPSU as well. We're going to talk today about the very basics of DBS checking and the DBS service and we're going to cover everything from um, what a DBS check actually is, to how you'd get one done and um, the types of things that make somebody eligible to get the certain levels of checks um, that are available. So Leanne if you wouldn't mind just starting us off. So what
1: is a DBS check and how does it help to protect children and other vulnerable people?
2: A DBS cheque is, it comes in a paper certificate, it's got information on there which allows employers to see whether the person that they are hoping to employ, whether that be a volunteer employing or paid employment, is suitable to work in the role that they want them to do.
0: So that's it in a nutshell. And Linda, are there different types of cheque that can be carried out depending on what kind of role the person has? We've got four different types of checks.
2: Um, And organisations need to be able to understand uh, what level of check they can get for the role that they're looking to put that person in. Uh, And that's really important because organisations shouldn't ask for more information than they require. And the level of checks that we provide are relative to the risk that the person might pose or the job that they might hold. So we've got a basic check, and that's for anybody doing any role whatsoever, and that would potentially show up with any unspent convictions and conditional cautions. Every, every conviction holds a rehabilitation period, and it, depend, it those periods are different depending on the, the type of uh, conviction they had. If it's a standard level check, And a standard level check is something that's um, bound by legislation so they get old convictions new convictions um, and again employers it goes on the certificate the certificate goes only to the applicant the applicant then has to show it to their employer and then they have a conversation about You know, if there's any information on there, then the employer would assess whether that person's then a risk in the role that they're about to go into. There's another level of check, which is an enhanced level of check, and you get old convictions, potentially new convictions, and depending again on who they're working with so in a sport in a sports environment they'll either be working with children or they'll be working with adults so we call it child workforce and the adult workforce and that's really important um, to understand that because if that application goes to a police force then the police force have to they've got statutory duty to consider the any information they've got Um, against the workforce that the person is in and they make a risk assessment about whether they put that information on the certificate or not Uh, and again there's statutory guidance about that which is on our website
0: So just to clarify with the basic and the standard checks it's just criminal convictions that come up on them Um, And, of course, any information that comes from the PNC in terms of convictions is subject to filtering rules. So some old convictions or very, very minor ones are removed, but you can find more details about that on the DBS website. In the enhanced check where you're talking about the police check, would that then cover things that there aren't necessarily convictions, but yes that's absolutely so investigations. Right. right okay and that's different from obviously the more basic checks yeah so okay. it's,
2: it's non conviction information but information which the police have which they reasonably believe to be relevant and ought to be disclosed so there's two tests that the police have to have to consider before it gets the information gets put on the certificate
0: so there are obviously the levels of check that an applicant might be eligible to get can you just explain to us if there's anything else above that like I've heard of something called the bardless check with the enhanced you get
2: enhanced only checks which covers everything we've just spoken about yeah. but for certain roles and again thinking from a sports perspective um, you've got roles where it might be classed as regulated activity which is just a list of uh, roles that are set down in legislation that says, if you perform any of these duties and you do it so often, then it's a regulated activity role. And when it is that role, say like a sports coach, if they do it often enough, mm-hmm. then that person can get a barred list check with against the children's list say. And if that have if that's the case with an enhanced check and the employer has completed the form and requests a barred list check on the certificate it will also say whether the person is barred from working with children or isn't barred from working with children at the point that we collated the information on the certificate
1: so where does all of that information come from for the, the check yeah.
2: so if it's a uh, conviction information it comes from something called the police national computer so the police put the information on there and it'll say what uh, the person was in court for, it'll give you their disposal history, so what sentence they got, and it would give you the court, and so on. If it's non-conviction information, in the case of enhanced checks, it goes, uh, in certain cases, to a police force, and they have a different IT system that holds information about them isn't actually a conviction, so there's two separate yeah. uh, IT systems in that regard. The BARD list checks, DBS own the BARD list, so we have the list of people who are on the BARD list. So how
1: do I carry out a DBS check on somebody?
2: Okay, the first thing to do is you have to have the conversation with the person whom you want to DBS check. Um, You have to obviously understand the role that they're going to uh, play in your organisation. If it's a basic check, that's all you need to do, have the conversation, tell them you'd like them to undergo a basic check. You have to fill in a form, sometimes it can be online if it's a basic check or not, and the person can do it themselves or they can go through an organisation set up to do that. It's a little more complicated if you want to do a standard or an enhanced check on them, because You as the employing organisation need to understand what level you can legally ask and then you should tell the person, really, what level of check you're going to apply for and why. So once you've had those conversations, you fill in a form and either you send us a set of details or, you know, name, address, um, dates of birth so we can do our matching um, and then it comes through to us potentially electronically, we receive it and then we put it into our system and then it starts all the processes depending that we've just talked about and at the end of it there'll be a certificate for the individual applicant.
1: And how long does that process take? Is it does it vary depending on what sort of level of check that you need?
2: Yep, absolutely. With um, a basic check, it's very very quick indeed. All our timings are are on the website. Yeah. This presupposes that the in, the information that we require is sent to us. You know, at the first pass. Sometimes yeah. we've got to go back out for information, which adds to the times taken. Yeah, so so there's that kind of consideration um, to have. Um, with enhanced either with or without barred list there could be other third parties involved like the police and then it's down to the time the police take to assessing the information they've got to put it on the certificate
3: I I think the one thing that you need to be aware of though is just because a certificate may be taking a long time doesn't actually mean that there is information because sometimes when we send them out to police forces We only get the, what we call the nominal details. So when it goes out to a police force, it may just be that the police force know about that individual for another reason. They might have a gun license, for example, or, you know, so they might be on their records for really, you know, no other reason than that that they are law abiding citizens. So yeah. the time it takes is not necessarily an yeah. indication that there is something there mm. to be concerned about. So employers need to bear that in mind. It doesn't mean that there's something bad coming mm. yeah. just because it's taken just a little bit mm. because there are other factors maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think it's important to say as well that from a sports perspective, if you are um, a club that's affiliated to a national governing body most of the time your national governing body will want you to access dbs checks through um them so it's definitely worth checking their guidance so
1: you've recently released your new leaflets for sports which are regarding dbs eligibility could you just tell us a little bit more about those leaflets and what they mean for sport
2: yeah uh these were leaflets that we were uh, asked to produce because organizations who use our service were telling us that you know legislation it's a bit complex isn't it you know and if you're not doing the checks all the time then you know you really have to go back to scratch and go what does this mean again we put the leaflets together so that even for people who are not used to using our systems I could just read them and think oh yeah there there may be some rules here i need to find out what they are where can i find out about it and in the leaflets we've uh, put some working examples if you like of the, the uh, common positions that you get in sports like sports coaches you know like physiotherapists um, questions like that so we can set it out in a way that people might go oh yeah I understand why I can get that level of check for that person or why I can't get it for that person and the leaflets are only part of a suite of information that DBS already has and we want to to take people on a journey, if you like, because hopefully we'll be talking to people in language they understand with a little bit of legislation thrown in. Um, And then we've got an eligibility tool on our website, which, again, takes people through a series of questions. And those series of questions are based on the type of thinking that any organisation would have to do to try and um, understand what level of check can be requested for any particular role and then there'll be an outcome at the end Uh, and we've also got some I think fairly heavy duty eligibility (laughs) guidance on the website Mm -hmm. and again it's broken down by rules and not by titles because legislation isn't broken down by titles Mm -hmm. you won't find sports coach in legislation but what you will find is somebody who instructs or teaches children and they do it often enough so it's trying to get people to understand. Don't think of a job title. Think of the activities. Think of the responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know. So we've got those three major pieces of information that's on our website. Mm-hmm. That, depending on the role the person has in the uh, sports um, organisation, they could access it, and hopefully, it will give them enough information for the for the for the uh, decision that they need to make.
0: I think we're hoping that's going to be the most helpful part about these leaflets is that bit around, like you say, thinking about the activities within mm. a role rather than the job title. Yeah.
1: In sport, there's often people that do multiple roles. So they mm. could be like the safeguarding lead, but they could also coach or they could also be a first aider. And then, you know, you're not specifically pigeonholed into one area or you're kind of covered lots of different areas within that sport. So, yeah, it, it is quite difficult to then pin down. Yeah. for sports they find it quite tricky I think to, to pin down so these leaflets do really help clarify that especially with
2: the scenarios. Mm. I think we've in the past Helen as well we've said that don't put the person's job title in the application form put down what they do that makes them eligible. Yeah. You know so we, we're not looking at somebody's contract that says they're an HC1, for instance, that we've seen sometimes in, from an NHS perspective, put down, they're a doctor or a registrar or, you know, so exactly yeah. as you said. And yeah. people might do a variety of different roles,
3: but only put down the one that makes them eligible. For me, one of the key things that we tell people is to think about what risk is it that you're trying to mitigate with the cheque. And if you start at that end of it, rather than the role, if you think about which activities are the risky activities that you think you need to check for, that's the easiest way to identify mm-hmm. eligibility and not necessarily going from a job title down the yeah. other way. Um, and we find that works really well in, in some of the settings where it might look like somebody isn't eligible, but if you consider what they're actually doing and where that risk lies, that's where you identify the level of check that's needed. So that's always a helpful
1: so, if you um a sport and you've read the leaflet, um, but you're still unsure of what the tools might help, what else is out there for, for sports to help them with their DBS checks? and?
2: Well, I touched briefly on our eligibility tool, which is an interactive tool. So, it asks you a series of questions. And one of the, uh, I think, the questions that would be really important from a sports perspective as well is to understand... Again, who's in the child workforce and who's in the adult workforce? Because a child within a DBS check is somebody under 18. So if that's the case, then our eligibility tool is split into those workforces. So you immediately start with knowing which vulnerable group are you trying to protect children? Start with that question. And then it goes on to ask you a series of questions about what your employee might do for that child, And that takes you on to, again, absolutely defining what it is that they're going to do, why a DBS check can help you assess that risk. Um, And within the eligibility tool as well, it asks you questions about how often do they do it, because that's another really important aspect of understanding what level of check you can get and why. And the eligibility tool will help you understand what that is go through that process yeah Yeah.
0: okay it's worth saying as well that there's um, uh, a wealth of sort of guidance on DBS checks specifically within sport on the CPSU website um, on our safer recruitment pages and we've also got the DBS FAQs on there as well and we've also written um, sort of additional guidance for some of the more slightly tricky roles to work out eligibility mm. in sport like um, pool lifeguards is a oh, big yes. one that we get asked about a lot um, so I know we've worked with with DBS to, to write some additional guidance on there so if you are looking for further answers please head over to the website um, and if you can't find what you're looking for Give us give us a shout through the the contact form on there.
1: Okay, so how is um eligibility assessed and checked for?
0: So there's a, there's a
2: list of activities. So once say for instance driving, you might not think that driving children would be something that you could get a a regulated activity check on, but if if the organisation has um, provided uh, a per, or asked a person to be the driver for a group of children, and they do it often enough, say more than three times in a 30-day period, that's that person's role. So because that's listed in legislation, because that person does it often enough, then that person is in regulated activity with children, which means you can get an enhanced check with a check of the children's barred list. So again, it's that thought process. Age of the people that you're going to be working with, what the person's going to be doing for them, how often they're going to be doing it. There are certain rules where you have to, the organisation has to consider whether the person doing the role is being supervised by somebody else uh, in regulated activity. But there's information about that again on our website and it's information from the Department for Education and again it sets out some examples of what people should think about when they're making that determination of supervision because it can differ very much in the role and from club to club so that's not something dbs can give advice on but there's advice on the website from the department for education about that
0: just quickly on on the end of that so when we're talking about frequency i guess we're talking about something that's called the period condition aren't we in terms of how often somebody does that so can you just elaborate on exactly what the, the frequency is that somebody, say a sports coach, would need to meet in terms of getting an enhanced check. So they're a sports coach, we've, uh, we've um, figured out that the activities within their role make them eligible, mm-hmm. but how frequently would they need to be coaching to...
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so for um, a check to be, for the person to be in regulated activity, that coach would need to uh, be teaching or instruction children and it doesn't need to be the same children it just needs to be the group okay more than three days in a 30-day period okay but there's an additional um point there where the legislation said or (laughs) overnight between the times of 2 a.m and 6 a.m if you've got opportunity for contact with that child so it's either or and you only need to do the 2 a.m to 6 a.m once
0: Thanks, Linda. I think that's about covered the basic end of uh, carrying out DBS checks in sport. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, If you are listening and have any further questions about the Disclosure and Barring Service or carrying out DBS checks, you can head over to their website, and that's www.gov.uk forward slash government forward slash organisations forward slash disclosure and barring service. And if you've got any specific questions about DBS checks in sport, you can always check out our website and that's www.thecpsu.org.uk. Thanks for listening and we'll catch up with you next time.